You're listening to Having a Chat on CJRU in Toronto, the show where we take interesting people with interesting tastes in music and talk to them about the music that they love. All right, so today on the show, we're talking with a singer-songwriter that I've really come to love over the last few months, uh, and that is Sebastian Gaskin. His music is super versatile, blending elements of alternative rock, R&B, hip-hop, and even a little bit of EDM, and we're very excited to have him here on the show with us to chat about some music. This is Having a Chat. man well uh thanks again for for taking the time to chat with us we really appreciate it no problem my guy um so we're gonna kick things off with an older tune of yours um false nostalgia and uh something that i like about this tune and i like about a lot of your tunes is that you have these um these live sessions all over all over youtube which i think are really really cool because it, it sort of it offers like a more stripped down version of a lot of your songs um yeah. so i was hoping maybe you could tell us a little bit about this tune false nostalgia but also you know talk to us about what you get out of those live sessions that you uh that you maybe don't get out of just you know sort of the traditional studio recording right um uh, yeah i really enjoy doing um acoustic versions uh of these songs because i find it it brings out certain elements of the song i may not have really even meant to have in there, you know, because right. for example, when I play False Nostalgia live uh, on acoustic, I do sort of like a double time version. It's like, it's like, uh, hold on, I'll just sort of play it for you real quick. So it's yeah, like, for real. it's a really slow song, you know, uh, but when I play it live, it's more like, yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like a double time sort of version of it. and. It sort of gives it more of like a dance feel, which is kind of funny because it's such a slow jam. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I, just, I hope that sort of answers your question. <laughs> kind of like yeah, what well, tangent, but <laughs> well, what, what what can you what can you tell us about the song itself? Like, what's what's it about? Uh, well, it's um, it's about longing, really. Um, whether that be for a feeling that you you had once before, or you know, a person that you may have loved in your past, and uh, the reason I wrote it was because, uh, at least w when it comes to me, whenever I think about a, like a certain past relationship, I always think of the good times. Yeah. So, you know, it creates a false nostalgia. Yeah, for, yeah, for real. <laughs> All right, I like that. So, I mean, can we, if we can take it back to the live sessions, like, is that something that you'll often do where you'll actually make an effort to kind of change it up, whether that's going to double time, whether that's sort of you know, working in different drum grooves, things like that. Is, is, is that something that you'll often try to do or is that kind of unique to this one? Um, you know, I, I, I do try to make the live versions at least a little different. Like I use, um, I'll probably use a lot more distortion on a couple of songs than are on yeah. the actual, like, I have like 30 different distortion pedals for some reason. <laughs> yeah, which is like, I feel like it's odd for an R&B singer, but <laughs> yeah. I guess probably because I grew up listening to like metal and shit like that, but <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, I mean, well, that 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 brings that brings me to a, I guess 
another question, which is like, how do you work? My, my understanding just from reading about you is that you do have sort of an eclectic background just in terms of taste and, you know, the stuff that you like to listen to. So how okay. do you... I I have yet to hear something of yours with that many distortion pedals uh, layered over top on it, but how do you, like, what do you see as being, like, the influence of some of those harder-hitting genres on your music as it currently stands? Um, I mean, I've been listening, like... In terms of the stuff that I already have put out, when, when, when I was writing those songs, I was definitely listening to a lot of, like, Toronto R&B, Toronto hip-hop, and, you know, obviously people like The Weeknd, Drake, um, Khalid as well was also, I was listening to a lot of him at the time. Um, yeah, I suppose that's, you know, I guess the, who else did I forget out of there? But yeah, just a lot of Toronto R&B stuff. So I was very much inspired by that sort of sound that was coming out of the city at that time. Right, right. So I mean, uh, and uh, this brings me to another point that I wanted to ask you about. Um, you know, you're from uh, Split Lake. You're currently based in Winnipeg at the moment. You know, there's when discussing the Canadian music scene, there's a lot of focus I find, and maybe it's just because I'm here. But you know, everyone's talking about Toronto. Everyone's talking about Montreal. And again, it's entirely possible that I'm just in this sort of Toronto echo chamber bubble. But what 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 can you tell us folks in Toronto about the music scene in Winnipeg? What's it like out there? It is incredible. It's uh, there's so many different facets, especially at least at least I've noticed within the past like four to five years, there's been this huge boom in just quality music coming out of the city. You know, like. I find that Winnipeg is a lot of singer-songwriter stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, you'll hear a lot of that within the lyricism of even even the hip-hop heads, you know? Like, yeah. there's a lot of, like, boom-bap. And, like, you, you'll rarely hear, like, a trap artist, I noticed. But, I mean, sure, we have, like, a few. There's just one, there's one kid that's blowing up right now. His name's YSN Fab. And this yeah. dude is, yeah, he's he's got it. And, um... But yeah, Winnipeg's always been, I feel like, a hub just for for great artistry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, well, let's, uh, let's give your tune a listen. This is False Nostalgia on CJRU. Your mind at ease. 
it out to I'm just scared to put the time in I'm just worried that you're lying Baby, come on to me Baby, come through, give it to me for free Yeah, when it's only you and me Yeah, we don't need nobody, no Let my melody just put your mind at ease Reciprocation of these energies Don't you know you are everything I need Baby, please come with me Alrighty, uh, let's uh, let's get into your song choices. Or actually, no, before we before we do that, we are gonna do um, just this this little thing like a lightning round of questions that we always like to do. Um, you know, don't think too hard about it, but uh, but hopefully we can perhaps uncover some of this uh, this history of yours with metal that we were talking about. But uh, yeah. uh, first question is, uh, where'd you grow up? Split Lake, Manitoba. Beautiful. Um, first album you ever bought. The Resident Evil Apocalypse soundtrack. Sweet. <laughs> um, what are what are just just for those who may not be too familiar? What are some like notable tunes on that that uh, that someone might recognize? Oh man, you're really testing my brain here. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of Marilyn Manson on there. I remember that. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Sepultura, I think, was on there as well. Sweet. Uh, yeah, that's all I can think of right now. <laughs> all right. Um, first concert. Beyonce. No way. Yeah. <laughs> How was that? Which tour? I was I, I was like eleven or twelve at the time. My mom bought me yeah. tickets for my birthday and I, I just I feel like I didn't know what I was watching when I was there. Like I yeah. knew she was like, a yeah, big star, but I didn't like you know, Queen B, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> All right. Um guilty pleasure artist. Oh, um Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh, yo, no way. <laughs> bon Jovi was my favorite concert. That's wild. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, for real. Um, all right, and then last one, uh, and this one's sort of a new addition to the lightning round of questions, but uh, bucket hat or baseball caps? Baseball caps, curved beaks. All right, sweet. Um, all right, so now we're gonna now we're gonna get into your song choices. Um, we've got uh, "Super Lonely" by Benet. Uh, what do you like about this tune? I absolutely love this artist. Um, I just recently discovered her and. 
through through this song and it's just been like my summer jam i play it like probably fuck, like four times a day just like right. it's just a good a good vibe you know what i mean yeah for sure what's very, like very an ideal sorry go ahead oh no it's all good go ahead um well what what's like an i what do you look for in like a summer jam uh upbeat um something i can dance to you know move my body um I like, I don't know, I kind of just describe it as like a waxy sounding bass. Just okay, like, cool. you know, something bouncy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can bop your head to a little bit. Exactly. All right, sweet. Well, let's, uh, let's give it a listen. This is Super Lonely by Benet on CJRU. Lonely. 
right, next up is uh, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, uh, Shania Twain. And funny, one of the, I think the second guest that we ever had on the show, Kylie Miller from The Beach, is uh, her guilty pleasure artist and her first concert was Shania Twain. So we're bringing it back to... Uh, no kidding. Bringing it back to Shania. Um, what, do you, what do you like about this tune? Uh, you know... I grew up listening to Shania Twain. My mom was always playing around the stereo and stuff like that. And of course, you know, hearing on the radio, you know, she she was Canada's starlet, and you know, and me being an, an Indigenous person, knowing that she comes from an Indigenous background, was also you know, we support our own, and you know, yeah. she's just a gorgeous woman all around. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that she came from an Indigenous background. Yeah, I think uh, she was like adopted when she was a kid or something like that. Wow, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, like, what do you make of your parents' influence on your music? Like that—that's something that we often sort of circle back to on this show. Um, and it seems that you know people typically will either really, really embrace the the music that their parents play around the house, or or, or they completely rebel against it and and you know go totally with something else out of left field. Um, but what are some uh, some other influences, perhaps, that your mom had on your uh, on your taste in music other than Shania? Well, yeah, when I was a kid, she would listen to a lot of um, like Golden Country records, you know, Merle Haggard, uh, you know, Old Bocephus, um, you know. So as I got as I grew into my teens, uh, you know, you get to that rebellious phase. So I began listening to you know a lot of. Metallica, Avenged Sevenfold, you know, like all the the bigger metal names of the mid two thousands. For real, what, were you were you playing guitar at that point? Just beginning to, yeah, yeah. First guitar solo I ever learned was uh, "Nothing Else Matters." Nice. So yeah, you were you were doing some of that like kind of classic two thousands metal shredding. Yeah, exactly. Sweet. No wonder you needed thirty distortion. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. All right, well, let's uh, let's give this tune a listen. This is "Man, I Feel Like a Woman" by Shania Twain on CJRU. Let's go, girls.
Alrighty, man. Next up is uh, Frank Ocean with Chanel. What album is this off of? I don't remember. Uh, I, I don't believe it was off an album. I think it was just okay. released as a single. Yeah. Right. So what do you uh, What do you like about Frank Ocean? Man, what, what what can I say? Like, I've been listening to Frank for four or five years now, and you know, I I feel like he's one of my biggest influences when it comes to songwriting. Um, production style and even just the way I handle myself in a business sense because there's some I don't know if you ever you ever heard the story about him and Def Jam and how he like played them like a chess game no no 20 million dollars yeah so basically he was at the end of his uh, recording contract with them and he had one more album left and so he has his album finished which was called Endless it was released as uh a, a visual album on iTunes. It wasn't released anywhere else. So he gives them this album endless. They release it. His contract is terminated. And then the very next day, he releases Blonde. Whoa. One of the iconic albums of all time. He owns all the masters, owns all everything on it. And became one of the biggest albums of all time. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, because you're so, I mean, like, it, it, I, I, I do find it fascinating just as someone with sort of a like a casual interest in like the business of music, how artists kind of manage to, you know, slip and slide around their contracts and stuff like that. Like wasn't um, Drake putting out, if you're reading this, it's too late. Well, I, I remember hearing at the time that that was sort of an attempt to sort of fill an album quota for a deal. Like, yeah. Was that, I'm, was that a thing? I, I honestly could not tell you. I don't really have much knowledge of that situation, but right. I, I can see, like, in all honesty, like, I feel like those tracks were kind of throwaways. Yeah. And they, they had, yeah. like, a, a different feel than the rest of his single stuff. Yeah, for real. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I've got a lot of love for Frank Ocean. I remember when I was, um, I went to Camp Flogna, which is Tyler the Creator's nice. music festival, yeah. like, a few years ago, and every year everyone thinks that frank ocean is going to be the special guest and it never is 
um, like Drake got booed off stage at the last one because I everyone that. thought that it was going to be Frank Ocean. But yeah. the the big special guest that year was Mac DeMarco, which I was super super stoked about because I love Mac DeMarco. But I remember there was this one point when like I think as like a tease to the crowd, he said some. He, I don't even I don't even think I heard what he said all that clearly, but he said something about Frank Ocean, and uh. the whole crowd like it was like a massive wave just ran towards it was bizarre but uh, <laughs> but he's just he's he's such a you know people are always saying you know when is he gonna put out new stuff he slides beneath the radar so well yeah man for real he really really plays that game all right well let's give this tune a listen this is uh this is chanel by frank ocean let's see jerry you Looking up to me and talking down Can't you see I am the big man God level, I am the I am Now film it with the drone cam And the pink like killer cam Put zoom on that stick, no way I'm so close, I'm on that kill Controller on your lower back Yeah, that's the good Thicker roll the eyes back in the skull Rolling when you ride, popping Rolling when you ride, ride the ride Top one, street acting Turned up like some dirty plastic ride. 2016 burn some discs 2017 ideas playing off the Walgreens this a cult, not a click on the net With a cup, in a cup, activist That's a double edge, it's a knife And I don't like to fight till I'm fighting Revenge in the air makes my lungs sick Chopper in the sky like a gun trick Clips on clips like Mike It's really all I see both sides like Chanel See on both sides like Chanel It's really you on my mind it's really you on my mind it's really you it's really you on my mind Deep both sides of the 12 Deep both sides of the L Free smoke rings in they hell Sleet snow grind for the well Whole team diamonds is real Show them how to shine by themselves You need a co-sign for your help I need that bitch to grind on my belt I know you need to drive for my belt I know you seen it drive in itself No my black on the ride cause it's stale But it's stale I see both sides like Chanel I see both sides, like you know. My pockets snug. They can't hold my seven. They ban my visa. My Amex and MasterCards. I got new money, and it's all cash. I got new bags, and they all collapsed. I rubber band a bunch of thousand dollar Delta gift cards. I see my baby boy. Amazing the cash on on unknown. Me, my baby bike, blazing the dash, got money at home. My pockets snug, they can't hold my seven, they ban my visa, my Amex and MasterCards. I got new money, and it's all cash. I got new bags, and they all collapsed. 
I rubber band a bunch of thousand dollar Delta gift cards. I mean my baby boy, amazing the cash online unknown. I mean my baby boy, blazing the dash, got money at home. Alrighty, well, uh, let, let's get let's get into Buffy Saint Marie until it's time for you to go. Uh, what do you like about Buffy Saint Marie? You know, she's she's a legend. You know, in the in the really? Canadian scene, in the folk scene, in just around the world, I believe. Um, I I was lucky enough to have the chance to open for her on tour last fall, and you know, uh, we did some dates in Alberta, did some dates. Most of the dates were in BC, like interior BC. Um, and then we ended it down in Sydney. And, you know, it was really great just getting to know her and like just hearing all of her story, just casually talking about like Janis Joplin and Bob Dylan, you know, these incredible names. And it's like almost surreal, you know, yeah. just, just, just the life she's lived, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. So, yeah, I, I love that. I love that woman to death. Yeah. Well, so I always find it interesting when you talk to musicians of like a certain generation and you're, you're so right. They'll just, they'll just drop people's names into the story as if it's nothing. And yeah. you're kind of just left sitting there with like your jaw on the floor. It's like, <laughs> wait, I, really? <laughs> um, but I, I'm, I'm always, you know, I, I have a number of friends who, you know, not now because there's no gigs or tours or anything, but sort you know, they, they're, on the touring circuit as opening acts and mm -hmm. i'm always interested in sort of talking to them about sort of lessons learned from the headlining bands and sort of lessons learned from these bands that in many cases they you know they look up to and they revere so uh, i was hoping maybe you could share with us some uh maybe some words of wisdom or or, or lessons that you learned from buffy saint marie while uh, while on the road um i'll always remember what she said to me on my last show she's like you're gonna go through people in your life and they're, they're all gonna have opinions, but the most important opinion that matters is your own. Damn. Yeah, words to live by, I suppose. 100%. Yeah, all right, well with that, let's, uh, let's give her tune a listen. This is Buffy St. Marie with Until It's Time For You To Go on CJRU. Love of mine 
Alrighty, so uh, so next up we are approaching our Canadian content segment of the show. Thirty uh, percent of songs on the radio have to be Canadian, so we are going to uh, fill our Canadian content with this one segment. We're going to play three songs from Always' uh, self-titled debut album. Uh, but Sebastian, what do you what do you like about uh, what do you like about Always, and, and what makes this album stand out to you as sort of a uh, you know a Canadian modern classic, I suppose. Yeah, I I um I first started listening to to Always when I I just moved to Toronto, right after I turned eighteen, and that was a very special time in my life because you know, I was sort of just learning how to navigate the world, and you know, making mistakes, you know, living through the consequences, and while all while this was going on, you know, the soundtrack to it was Always. Right. I always had them playing in my headphones and. So that that album will always hold a special place in my heart. Right. So if I may ask, what brought you out to Toronto? Uh, well, I just finished high school and I kind of just wanted to, you know, get away from from my like my life here in Manitoba, <laughs> honestly. And <laughs> so I, I uh, signed up for for audio engineering college, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I went to I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Trebass uh, Trebass Institute. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Ultimately, didn't finish the program. Ended up moving back to Winnipeg to yeah. be with a girl who I'm no longer with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know well, that was going to be my next question: What brought you back to Winnipeg? <laughs> I mean, you know, and there's always kind of these stories of like, you know, people traveling to places, like musicians and artists traveling to places where the perception is that like that place is sort of like the city that you have to be in to make it. And then inevitably they they will end up going back home or closer to home and sort of find that they're able to do it from there and and it and perhaps it's even better has that been you know your experience well I feel like as um a Canadian artist, we're always having people say, "Oh, if you want to make it, you have to go to the states you know you have to yeah. go to somewhere like l a new york right. you know yeah nashville um 
but I feel like, especially being a Winnipegger, like it's so cheap to live here that you yeah. can literally just like, if you need to go to LA or Nashville, I mean, before this pandemic business, but right, if, you, right, right. if you have to go there, you can just literally buy a plane ticket because you're not spending your, like 4,000 a month on an apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right. Yeah, I love that. Um, uh, all right, let's give this tune a listen. This is three songs from Always' debut record on CJRU.
Trouble.
So we're going to end with uh, with Snake Hold, uh, your tune. And uh, you just, uh, I wanted to ask you about two things. For, I'm, I want to ask you about the music video, but first I want to ask you about this, um, this, this, uh, this new T-shirt that you've put out. Yeah. Um, which, uh, which looks sweet. How did, that, uh, how did that opportunity sort of come to you? Like, how did that, well, because it's a collab, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Um, I've been homies with uh, Eric oh like the owner of friday nights for years now and you know i've been hounding him like bro we gotta like get a collab and you know let's do something like because i've been wanting to get into the clothing game and you know because i i enjoy the world of fashion you know right um so you know i've been asking him like at least 50 times and then and then i have this single coming out you know which is we're all fucking excited about it me and the team and i just like brought it up to him yeah let's do it I'm like, what? I'm like, okay. So, you know, I noticed that they were doing tie-dye t-shirts at the time. And I was like, man, I really, I really love those patterns that you're getting. And, you know, so he got to work and he, the, the, the snake artwork on the shirt is obviously inspired by snake hold. Yeah. 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 All right. So, and then, you know, let's pivot into the music video. Um, it's pretty, you know, dark and kind of intense. What uh, what inspired the uh, what inspired the video? Uh, well, the video was in collab- done in, in collaboration with uh, my homie Vincent Vince Tang here in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. um, one of the most incredible filmmakers and set designers in arguably in the country. Yeah. Um, so you know, I approached him, showed him the song, and you know, he usually the process is I'll show him the song and he'll come back with a little treatment, and then you know which is what we did with this, and then we sort of made changes to it. And like the concept of the video is, you know, the, this girl is in this relationship that she doesn't want to be in anymore. And so she's, you know, meeting with the, the wedding planner and, and then she gets lost in her head, which is where she's thinking of running away and, you know, just escaping this relationship that she no longer enjoys. Right. And is that, is that at all tied to the lyrics of the tune for you? 100%, yeah. The song is literally about wanting to break free from this person that has a snake hold on your heart right you know what i mean and yeah so the the video and the lyrics are i think they're very much tied together 
Yeah. Well, it's a it's a beautiful tune, um, and you know. So j- just to wrap things up, we I always like to give uh, our guests just a chance to to plug anything. You know, you've you, we've talked about this tune, we've talked about uh, this uh, this merch line that you've got. Uh, what can you what can you tell the people about uh, where they can check you out and what you've got going on? Uh, actually, when, when is this going to air? Um, at the moment, because we're a bit slammed for content, I haven't decided but i can air it in conjunction with something if you want me to no doubt no doubt yeah no we have uh a remix for snake hold coming out tomorrow uh august 7th okay um yeah it'll be available everywhere on spotify you know youtube whatever i was thinking august 21st is the tentative date that i had for this one that's cool yeah i was just making sure yeah it wasn't yeah yeah Yeah. <laughs> tonight or something yeah yeah, yeah. all righty thanks very much to sebastian gaskin for chatting with us this week uh and just a reminder you can find all previous episodes of this show wherever you get your podcasts and uh don't forget to like review and subscribe and this is sebastian gaskin with snakehold on cjru I should just